I'm the grimy bitch, Jess Moss, and you're drinking at Moe's. Hey, everybody. Big Mo here. Wanting to thank Reaper Apparel for having Drinking at Moe's be a brand ambassador. They encourage everybody to break out of their comfort zone, live their best self, which, hey, that's what got me started in the podcast. They have great apparel, T-shirts, hoodies, hats, beanies, you name it, they got it. The link will be in the description. Be sure to use the code Drinking at Moe's to get 10% off your order. Let's fucking go. All right, everybody, welcome to Drinking at Moe's. Big Mo here. As always, YouTube, like, subscribe, all the good stuff because it helps with the pain in the ass algorithm there. We're pretty much most places you can find audio podcasts, but today I am excited to have with me. I am big on deathmatch wrestling, and this lady is just hot off the heels of a no rope barbed wire match. Jess Moss, how you doing? Uh, I'm still a little sore and <laughs> tired. <laughs> oh man, I can imagine. I actually sat front row for a no rope barbed wire match with two of my really good friends in it, actually. And good grief. Yeah. Like a normal match can already put enough damage on a person, but you add just the no rope barbed wire stuff. Whew. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not the brightest when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, before we get into that match that happened, I believe it was just this last weekend, wasn't it? Yes, it was Saturday. Yeah, before we get into that, I got it. I got the question, kind of a two-part question that I like to start off with everybody with, is what got you started as a fan, and then what got you started deciding to make the leap into the business, because everybody's got their own story on when they decided, you know, that's what they want to do, and we've all started off as fans, because, I mean, to put your body on the line in regular matches or death matches, we've all been fans at one point or another to even be able to want to do that. Yeah. Um, basically, I didn't like grow up watching like WWE or anything like that. Um, my sister was actually friends with a couple of people at CZW. And when I was 14, she started taking me to shows and stuff because I wanted to get out of going to my dad's house for, you know, the visitations and all that. So my cousin and my sister brought me to CZW, and ironically, it was best of the best 2008. So I I, I think I got a pretty good introduction into it. I, I would say so. And then I would I was constantly going up until I think I want to say probably about 2000 somewhere in the 2010s I stopped going for a little bit and then by the time I was like 24 25 I started coming back to shows a little bit here and there um ironically it was about the time of Danny Havoc's last match in CZW gotcha against Alex Cologne and 
once I went through that and seen that and seen how much I missed it, uh, was about the time Brett started uh, getting GCW off the ground a little bit. So I started going to their shows and he told me he was opening up a school and Homicide was running it. So I figured, hey, why not? Yeah. No, a guy, a guy like Homicide, he, hell, I'd love to sit under his the learning tree there. Oh, it's not fun. <laughs> I, I can I can imagine I can imagine that pretty intense. If you're if you're out of shape in any type of way, do not don't go to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I can imagine. I can. Definitely I was imagine. heavily out of shape when I went to him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I would imagine his training would definitely be one that uh, you want to be a little bit prepared as far as I can imagine cardio and all that sort of stuff. All cardio. All cardio. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I love hearing about stuff like that because I actually was a participant in the wrestling boot camp one time but it it was funny because it was actually held in a convention center attached to the hotel that i was put in the night before i left for navy boot camp so it was oh, like wow. i left from that building going to one i'm coming back for another and it was i don't know me i got a laugh out of it i mean that definitely sounds interesting though yeah yeah, it, I definitely had a bit of a flashback moment because the main area outside of where the the doors to the convention center part was actually the hotel check-in when I went that time. It, it, they switched it around, but it was like I walked in and I'm like, all of a sudden I saw myself with my backpack leaving and I'm like, oh God. That, <laughs> yeah it, it was something else so yeah i remember going through and you know <laughs> they ran you through the ringer because i was walking funny for about a week but you went through military training jesus lord <laughs> yeah and that that's the funny thing another funny thing for me is you mentioned about the time you were getting into, you know, going to some shows, 2008 was actually when I left for boot camp, and 2009 ish was when I finally got to where I was stationed and actually went to my first ever independent shows. Not, so, not too far off from each other. Yeah, not too far off there, but it, although my first ever wrestling show i my collections that i got up behind me i actually met one of the people that was in my first ever wwe show rikishi i met him and got him to sign the head shrinker fatu figure that i i got right up here and i was telling him you were in not just my first ever WWE show, but my first pro wrestling show in general. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah. Now, mentioned about that no rope 
barbed wire match that you were in against Declan Grant. Now, I, I'll admit I haven't got to actually go back and watch it yet because, well, due to some financial stuff, I kind of had to decide what services that I was going to keep and I had to cancel my IWTV, but I might need to re-up to go watch that damn match <laughs> because I've heard some stuff about it and I'm like, God damn, because one what was the experience like for you? Because it's not like you haven't been in matches like that before, but you've also not only the opponent in the match, not only have you guys been opponents, but you guys have also tagged on a lot of occasions. Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately it's one of those cases. Um, we tagged and wrestling and, we kind of tag in real life. <laughs> Just to kind of make that joke there. Um, gotcha. He actually is my daughter's father, and ah. we are together. And it actually happened because of wrestling, ironically. I think it was like my first weekend, and then here he comes showing up, and we all thought his brother was signing up, but no, it was the little one. But um, the Nora barbed wire was. It, if it makes any sense, I'm glad that it was him over anybody else. You know, I can I can understand because you know when you have that connection outside, it you have that trust built up because no real barbed wire matches. Any like lots of stuff could go wrong, but when you're in there with somebody that you have that connection, that trust with. I can see, you know, rather being in there with them as opposed to, you know, somebody that's being brought in. Yeah, like even if, if it was somebody else, like if it was like Chris Bradley or Christian Rawls or even Matt himself, I probably would still be all gung-ho for it. But I know at the end of the day, Declan won't hurt me. <laughs> he has no choice because then he has to come home and deal with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No. And then he goes, he has to take off work to come take care of our kid. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, if, if he ends up hurting you and you can't do that as good as you would want to, you know, having to come back and like, oh boy, okay, I'll, I'll take over this now. <laughs> That, and as I'm around him more and more, I'm starting to realize, like, wrestling-wise, he's very methodical about stuff, and I knew it was at least going to be a decent match. Mainly because I'm so hard on myself about everything. Yeah, and kind of like what I mentioned before we started recording, you know, I, I'm kind of hard on myself, too, like, I mentioned I've yet to actually go back and rewatch episodes of or listen to episodes of the podcast because I'm hard on myself. I'm like, oh man, I, I kind of stumbled there, like ew, rambled too much there, like ah, picking myself apart. <laughs> I, I'm the same way with all my matches, so don't feel bad. As soon as I see the slightest little fuck up, I'm just nope, turn it off. Nope. Oh yeah. And you know what? You mentioned two other people in there a little bit. 
with uh, Christian Ross and Chris Bradley. I've actually had both of them on. Oh, nice, nice. And, you know, I, I actually had Chris Bradley on first and then had Christian Ross on and both great episodes had a great time with both of them. You've actually, another match that I wanted to talk about was actually you, Declan, and the both of them in a four-way that I, I've seen little clips here and there because, like I said, IWTV, I'm going to have to re-up. But I've definitely seen little clips and intense. Like, luckily, those two are people I, luckily, if I have the opportunity over and over again, I will any day of the week with them. Um, I know we're supposed to, you know, pay paid, just to hate them, but I'll literally work with them any day of the week. No, definitely. That that's good to have those relationships there. Now, one thing that you know both of those matches have in common, they're at both for promotion that you know, unless a lot of people have been sleeping under a rock, you know, the promotion H two O Hardcore Hustle ran by Matt Tremont. What's like I've heard nothing but great things about Matt, and I'd love to have him on eventually. What's it like working, and then you know sometimes even going up against the bulldozer? Um, uh, you never know what to expect. First off, especially working with him, because he does not like to tell you anything that you're about to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, our first match, I accidentally broke his nose. Because <laughs> I had botted him straight in the nose. Um, I think that was like my sixth or seventh match. And I find out that night I'm going up against them. So my nerves were totally against me. Um, as time went on and I got to work with them a couple of times, like I tagged up with them. And then um, I actually got to face him on my birthday, Ooh. which was pretty cool. And I didn't break his nose that time. Okay, yeah. (laughs) But um, it's definitely, the nerve-wracking takes over a lot more than realizing, hey, you're in there with one of, like, I consider one of my best friends now. Over the past, I think, three three or four years, I consider him one of my best friends now. Because we talk every day. I do the graphics for H2O, so I'm constantly, we're always over Messenger. So that, that's awesome. I, I was actually talked, I, I messaged him a while back and said that he would come on, but you know what? I'm not even mad that it kind of didn't happen when we talked about, because, you know, with the schedule that guy keeps with, you know, his own in-ring work and then running H2O, I can imagine what, Nothing malicious behind it. I was just, you know, something that slipped under the cracks. Oh, he's probably the most kindest person in wrestling. So oh, yeah. I definitely wouldn't take it to heart. Oh, that no, man is always busy. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I, I don't take it personally. Like I said, slipped in, in the cracks. You know, it'll happen someday eventually. So it's oh, all I'm good. Sure. 
He's, oh, he's yeah. always busy doing something, and there's a mosquito flying around me, and now. Oh. oh, yeah. No, we, <laughs> hell, here outside just last week, we had a string of days where we were above 100 degrees, and yeah, no, it, it was god-awful. Like, I joked around, like, why do I live someplace where two seasons out of the year, I'm asking myself, why does the air hurt my face? Oh god! I we had like a week full of like heat waves, and I think that was about it. Luckily, that's all it was. But yeah, today, that, yeah, that's what it was like here last week. Pretty much the entire week, it was awful. Now, one thing I like to bring up with people that have even just dabbled in death matches, because funny story. One time I was watching GCW when my wife and I were having to stay out of our house because it was getting worked on. My mother-in-law came in and was like, isn't that illegal? And I'm like, <laughs> just, just sit, sit and watch. Don't ask questions. <laughs> but the thing a lot of people, there's misconceptions, and people might ask why. Why death matches? Because, in some way, shape, or form, everybody is insane. <laughs> Be- yeah, I can see that. In some way, there's a lot of people out there that maybe have that little bit. <laughs> like, um, we were actually uh, talking about it not too long ago like on a serious note we were actually having the conversation I uh, it kind of came to terms like I feel like everybody who has at least dabbled has some form of trauma I it sounds weird but like for me like my parents weren't together since I was four years old I'm sure somewhere deep down inside of me that fucking hurt me yeah. so why not get bloody and take my my anger and pain out on that. <laughs> I I can see that. That kind of why I liked uh, being in being in football growing up in high school, and why hell probably why I've even imagined if I ever got to be in death matches, what I would do because it's like, what better way to let out your aggression? Then in a way where you can't get in trouble for doing it. Exactly. Like, you think if we just stood out here on the street and we beat each other up, you think that would go unnoticed? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, hell, <laughs> I've, I've been to a show where they had... It's kind of hard to describe it fully, but I describe it as war games without the cage because they called it a prisoner of war match. And part of it, you know, they have people handcuffed to different areas and, you know, like in war games, they get let out periodically. Well, part of this match leaked out onto the street outside the venue. And then before you know it, somebody's pulling out light tubes out on the right off the sidewalk, whacks a guy in the head right in traffic. And it's like, oh, boy. Oh, and later on that match, the guy got sent spinning right in front of me, and then I'm like blood on my shirt, on my phone. Listen, it was insanity. Oh my god! 
as weird as that sounds, I'm glad I'm not like a fan sitting in the crowd anymore. And I'm glad I'm the one doing it. So I don't have to worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hell, I've been to no ring deathmatch shows and had the connector cap at the end of a light tube fly off and hit me in the foot. No. I think the worst that's ever happened fan perspective-wise, I got punched in the nose by Tony Depp in coming out of the curtain. Ooh. That was by far the worst. Or a bucket of chicken kicked at my face. Interesting. Yeah, two really weird ones. And one one thing that I want to talk, because I mentioned there's like misconceptions with death matches. What would you say in your opinion is some of those? Um, I think everybody who just looks at it as vile, they don't understand that, yeah, wrestling's fake, it's predetermined, all that. But I feel like more people tell stories in deathmatch than they do anymore in actual, like, regular wrestling. Good, good point. Because I, like, I've I've seemed to develop a little bit of a following in the deathmatch scene, which boggles my mind because I never thought anything like that would happen when I first started. But what we've, what I've talked about with a lot of the people that I've talked to is when it's done right, it is the telling the stories and the regular, the air quotes, regular pro wrestling stuff just surrounded by the deathmatch elements yeah like i feel like more so right the regular wrestling it just came more of the high spots and all that and everybody kind of forgot what the real purpose of it was yeah where the deathmatch with the weapons and everything like perfect example are our novos like yeah we can just beat the shit out of each other and make it look cool but with each weapon where it got a little more intense it told the exact story of what we were trying to tell like it was very obvious oh yeah no that where that, everybody, that else, where everybody else thinks it's it's just an art yeah it's just an art it's, it's a cool way to express yourself but yeah end game is the story oh totally totally agree now I have a category that I like to go over with everybody where, well, I have two. One we'll do right now, bit of a name game where as much as possible, I try to theme it towards the guests and, you know, people that you've at least shared a locker room with, if not been in the ring with, and you give me quick thoughts on the person. Okay. And all of these people, I believe, if I did my homework correctly, which more often than not I do, all these guys have been through Matt Tremont's promotion, Hardcore Hustle. Okay. First one, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe he's still the champ, but he at least was at one point here recently, the one called Manders. He's the funniest asshole I'll ever meet. Besides Devlin. <laughs> I I've actually got to meet him a couple different times at 
Sammy Callahan's promotion, Wrestling Revolver. And yeah, no, nothing but great things to say about him. I actually got him almost a spit take one time because some guy was complimenting my beard and asking how long I've been growing it. And I was like, it's been a while. Like, I don't, I don't shave it. I haven't been clean shaven in a while because I, and this is what got him. I said, yeah, if I look, if I clean shave it, my head looks like a penis. <laughs> and he just like, he was almost on the floor laughing. I'm like, yes. That's great. <laughs> but That's I actually fantastic. got, a, I actually got one of the last times I actually got to see the, the other members of the second gear crew all in a match for the first time ever at wrestling revolver so it was pretty sweet getting to not only meet him again but getting to meet the other guys oh that's cool it, it was it was awesome next up a guy that i have actually had on the podcast madman pondo um he's very kind-hearted um i i didn't get too many opportunities to really like one-on-one talk to him it's always just been in passing, like, hey, what's up? Yeah. No, I he he definitely gave me that vibe, a very kind-hearted vibe. And some of his stories very entertaining. Like he had stories for days. Next up, next two people actually. Two people females that are very uh involved in death matches both i like much like yourself i would uh describe as equal opportunity ass kickers because i mean you, you all three of you have been in matches with both female and male talent but before i get on a ramble the first one mickey knuckles i am still terrified to of her till this day I love her, but I'm terrified of her. She's, it, it's not for a bad reason, though. Yeah. I, I do love her. She's very, very sweet. Um, very understanding with me being so green when I did work with her. Um, I was always a fan of her since day one I saw her. But I, I feel like she needs to come around more so I can show her I'm not a little, a little asshole kid anymore, even though <laughs> it's only been a year. awesome yeah i've I've got nothing but great things i haven't got to have her on yet because hell i've been pretty damn busy and hell her schedule getting them to mesh up has been not easy but hey shit happens but next last but not least for the name game here Randy West. Me and her are twins and we didn't know it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, she came for our one-on-one match and she just straight up looked at me and she says, why aren't we tagging? Because we have the same haircut. I <laughs> literally dyed my hair this color the night before just to make sure we didn't look at least somewhat similar because we both had the blonde hair. Both had the same haircut. We both ironically were wearing similar like outfits. 
because I had my white shoes on. She had her white boots on. It was it was very strange. And like even personal life, we're, we're like twins in another realm. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was insane. Uh, you know what? Now that you, now that you mention it, I need to end up having this guy back on. But her and Schwartzy, like I've had him on talking about flop house so yeah i can i can see where you're coming from there with the the wrestling connection with the people that you're with i i i see it she's literally just a somewhat older version of me it, it was just freaky i swear <laughs> to you <laughs> i can understand that that would be kind of weird running into kind of almost your doppelganger as they say in that <laughs> essence <laughs> yeah i mean the only difference is she's way better at wrestling <laughs> okay now i have some kind of random questions some might be wrestling related some might not be this category i never really know until i'm putting my notes together what i'm putting in here but you know you give me the first answer that pops into your head this is one that I generally always keep in here because I love hearing the stories. Craziest in-match moment for you. Oh, I try not to remember these things. <laughs> I feel like I've never had anything like super like weird or super crazy happen. Not yet anyway. I feel like everything's been pretty quote-unquote normal. For me so far hey that that's good especially when you know you know involved in death matches i mean i've seen my first ever legit death match was jake chris versus joel bateman and it 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 started first because they the match before it was actually a monster's ball match and they were getting ready to clean it up thumbtacks it's a table and shit. Jake rolls in, is like, fuck it, leave it, let's go. And I'm like, okay, this is awesome. And then <laughs> and then it ended by them taking four folding chairs, bridging two panes of glass on there, and then Bobby Olson comes in and pulls out a thing of lighter fluid. Oh boy. That sounds fun. Oh man. Like the revolver crowd where it happened was on their feet but i think most of the people that i normally watch wrestling around if they would have seen my reaction to that they were like you are insane and i'm like this is awesome <laughs> i think probably the closest thing i've ever got to anything crazy in ring was probably i got to bring my taser in a ring once i think Ooh. that's it yeah, that, that would, I didn't that get to use it, to so it doesn't exactly make it crazy. <laughs> yeah, still though, even getting close, it, it would that would be a, a moment to put on that list for sure. <laughs> I think I've had more surreal moments where it's just like, am I really standing in here more than crazy? Why? Why not? Let's let's go over. This wasn't on my list, but hell, let's go over one of those. What, let's let's name name off one that you can think of right off the top of your head. Oh, just off the top of my head, just working with Mickey in under okay. ten matches, I think. 
I never okay. thought in a million years like that I'd ever work her, then alone that short of time. Because I think it was last year for the sixth anniversary. So I think okay. I was only like a year and a half in. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. And I'm standing across the ring from a key puppy members. Okay. Yeah, that would definitely be on that. I know me and this podcast, I think, hell, I started off just interviewing friends of mine that wrestle here locally. And then my first ever one I did over Zoom was actually uh, Jose and Joel Maximo, the SATs. That's fucking awesome. I still have yet to meet them. I've, I've never got to meet them in person, but I, like I said, I've had them on the podcast and that was like, holy crap. And then, oh boy, I had that moment when Harry Silken, the guy that used to own Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. he came on. I'm like, holy crap, this is actually happening. Or hell, I mentioned the kick pads, Alex Cologne, having him on. When he said yes, I'm like, holy shit, I didn't think he'd actually agree. I feel like he says yes to everybody because he feels bad. <laughs> Not that there's <laughs> any reason to feel bad, but he'll feel like shit that he didn't say yes. <laughs> yeah, like I, I've, been, I've been lucky. I've been extremely lucky and extremely thankful for anybody that's come on, but especially some of those names where I was initially thinking, Oh God, there is no way. And then I'm just like, you know what? The answer is always no if I don't ask. So let's see if it sticks. And then it did. You won't know until you try. Definitely. Now, this is another question that I like to ask. Well, more so the people that dabble in the deathmatch world. But what is a weapon you would like to avoid having in a match if you could because i mean sometimes yeah i get it the choice might not be there yeah um mm, i feel like i have a few in my head okay that's just because they give me the heebie-jeebies definitely the pigeon spikes but luckily they haven't been around that i noticed okay yeah i haven't seen them too often uh, it may sound weird, but a kendo stick that the sound it makes for mm. n- no worth, uh, just gives me the heebie-jeebies. It makes me hurt. Okay, thinking about it, and I've okay. never taken one, I don't want to attempt taking one. <laughs> okay, um, I don't know about carpet strips, but they're they're like a 50 50. Okay, yeah. And hell, I've I've had to take out carpet strips, so yeah, I've made the mistake of not paying attention more than once, and I'm like, God damn! So yeah, yeah, like real life, yeah, they hurt. Can you imagine them wrestling? Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's no, different and, with your adrenaline going, but ee. yeah, once that adrenaline wears off and you still have the pain from the whatever, yeah. No. Like they're a little longer than what 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 you think. Like you step on one, it hurts. Can you imagine like them going in your back or something? And then you mentioned kendo sticks. I've actually seen the 
the aftermath of somebody getting whacked pretty hard a few times with one of those. Whew. Yeah, no. Nope. Yeah, I'm all about the visuals. I'm not about, like, I don't want serious pain in my life. <laughs> yeah. Although, one that initially when I first asked this one to Alex Cologne, it kind of surprised me, but then I've had a handful of people actually say this exact one without missing a beat toothpicks they make me nervous after hearing so many stories but luckily they've never been offered to me any of them really haven't but the the horror stories i've heard about them just like breaking if they're in somebody's head or something like even skewers oh yeah no i think it was i think it was alex cologne John Wayne Murdoch and Remington Rohr both said toothpicks. They all three said toothpicks without even thinking about it. Like sometimes they look cool. Like I probably wouldn't take them to the head if anything. Like if it got stuck in the arm, like there's ways to get it out. My head, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to mess with my head that way. Yeah, no. And I think it was Remington Rohr. This episode actually comes out next week, but he was telling, I believe it was him that told the story of he was with Alex Cologne one time when they were looking through some of the the plunder of different weapons and they both saw the 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 whatever it was with toothpicks and Alex just picks it up and chucks it into the woods. Oh, I can I can already hear him now just looking at it and going, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, because the thing that we always talk about is, you know, you could get lucky and you get the whole damn thing out, but you break off the wrong piece. Yeah, like like yeah. an arm, their cells and stuff. Like, eventually it'll come out it's like a splinter. The, the head, the visual's cool. I'll give them that. The visual's cool. Yeah. Other than that, nope. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. Now. This is a question I haven't asked in a while, but one that I kind of thought would be interesting. Everybody has stuff they like to do after a match, like go have a drink or something to eat. What is a favorite thing of yours for after a match? Um, definitely drink a beer. I, I definitely right. need a Miller near, nearby. Um, it's say Declan's not around I'd like to call him because if he's not with me he probably has our daughter but I'd like to check up on her yeah if he's if he's with me all right you need to call your mom or you need to call whoever is you know who has her check up on her yeah like I'm over here bleeding but make sure my child's all right (laughs) (laughs) understandable definitely now hell we just talked about having a beer this is one I've had people on that, you know, for one reason or another, don't drink, whether they're, they consider themselves straight edge, they just don't want to drink, or they're a recovering alcoholic. But I always ask, favorite drink, whether whether it be alcoholic, whether it be non, or one of each? Um, alcohol, my go-to is probably no light. Um, okay. If we're talking liquor, I definitely have to have Jack and Coke. Okay. Um, um, sometimes I dabble with the the vodka and Red Bulls, but 
the mania week that it was in Jersey City, we were helping out GCW. Um, we survived the whole four days on that. And I'm not too keen on drinking a shitload of them anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand. Um, and I get made fun of it all the time. But if I'm not like drinking, I always have Pepsi with me. And that's probably why my teeth look the way they do. <laughs> I get my wife might describe me the same way when it comes to Dr. Pepper. Oh, my best friend loves Dr. Pepper. She's even an ambassador for Dr. Pepper. So I feel nice. like <laughs> Oh man, I, w- I would love it if I got that chance. But yeah, my, my wife tries telling me I have a, a problem. I'm like, I that and I actually said this for like a few weeks ago. I'm like, I don't have a problem. I have it all figured out. The only time I have a problem is if I don't have any. Exactly. Like if I can afford it, I go to work to buy my Pepsi and pay my bills. (laughs) (laughs) It was hey. To be fair, I was worse at one time. It was instead of Pepsi, it was you know, Southern Sun Tea. Like, not just mm. a sweet tea, like, the legit sun tea that has way too much sugar. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, well, you know, the way my, my grandparents taught me. <laughs> oh, yeah. M- most of my first year in the Navy was spent down south in, like, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama. So, like, I got the, like, legit good shit. Yeah, like, they'll laugh at me. They're like, oh, it's not sweet enough for you if I get, like, the Arizona sweet tea. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> but luckily I got pregnant well I, I wouldn't consider it luckily but I got pregnant and it took me longer and longer to drink that iced tea and then I got stuck on Pepsi and ah, now I'm stuck <laughs> <laughs> no I totally understand now it's more accessible <laughs> oh, oh yeah no totally totally when, when you're especially you're wanting that, that good stuff like the legit southern sun tea sweet tea stuff yeah (laughs) oh totally now this is thing i like to kind of round this category off with best advice for anybody wanting to get into wrestling um to be funny i say don't (laughs) you're not Um, the first one to do to have that in there well definitely don't if you have small children (laughs) <laughs> and your partner's in it as well. Um, if you're going to do it, stick to it. Make sure you are up on your cardio or else you will look like me in the ring. Um, have a good memory. Mm. My memory is shit. Yeah, Don't ask how many times I know uh, what am I supposed to do in my head about a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's basically very if, if it's something you want to do you have to pretty much marry that life it's very hard I to struggle two different lives <laughs> yeah yeah no definitely and it, like I told people when I used to get asked this a little more about when it comes to enlisting it's like one, make sure it's definitely what you want to do. And two, you're going to have times where you're wondering, what the fuck am I doing? But you get past that, you're fine. Yeah. Like, I, I've questioned myself about a million times just in training alone. 
because I swear homicide hated me when we were training and made me do the worst stuff. <laughs> and then honestly, like I debated it so much when I was pregnant. Like, is it even worth coming back? Mm. And then about a year later, I came back and I just went, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> yep. I but luckily, can... I have Matt who's so understanding where if I have to pull off something, he, he completely understands, you know, baby at home. He knows it's, it's mainly me that you can always, I'll always send him before I'll, before I say, hey. Like, yeah. No, I and that that's good that he is like that. I've heard, like I mentioned, I've heard nothing but great things about him. Oh, yeah. Well, luckily, he's he's the one for me in the in that line. <laughs> that's that's good. Now, before we go, because that is about all I have, I want to make sure where can people find. Just Moss when it comes to social media so if they don't already have their eyes on you they can get them there um, Facebook it's just Jess Moss uh, luckily that is my real name so I don't have to make separate that, stuff Yeah. Um, Instagram I think it's at Infomoss which funny story I actually got that name from Larry Legend about 13 years ago um, and I think Twitter is at Infomoss1 because I think when I was younger, I probably made that and I forgot it. So I had to add the one. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I can see something like that happening. <laughs> but yeah, we'll I also get have there. t-shirts on Deathmatch Robot. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. You're not the first one that I've talked to that's got stuff on Deathmatch Worldwide. I shared links to that site a handful of times and we'll definitely do that again on this episode but that is about all i have i want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me today and hell best of luck out there with h2o and everywhere else you're going oh well i appreciate that and you know it only took us three tries to get here <laughs> <laughs> hey hey when when i was scheduling with uh, john lee murdoch it took almost a year oh my goodness oh so i Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hey, we got it done. So hey, it's all good. But like I said, thank you. And uh, like, best of luck out there. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.